You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. Nice, well, welcome to the pod. And we have a, a trio of podsters with me today Anthony Hughes, Leah Samuel, and Alid Mathias. And, well, firstly, we're going to look at Brian Little's cull of the squad. He's already got rid of, or tried to get rid of, 14 players last week. Uh, we're told there's going to be more to come after the Lincoln match. And there was a rumour going around amongst the press after the game last Saturday, I'm not saying it's true necessarily, that only four players. Would remain <laughs> from the current squad, and Brandon will just get rid of the rest, which sounds a bit over the top, but we're in such a state that it's maybe you know sort of half believable. So we're going to start off by chatting about who we maybe would like to see go from the current squad, and I'll step back now and see who shouts Chris Llewellyn first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that Chris Llewellyn could be a really, really good asset in the conference because controversial. A lot of the players. <laughs> aren't good enough for league football but in non-league football they'd be some of the best players in the league so if we got the best players in the league to get into a team it's fairly simple we're at the top of the league it's got experience as well like it's played at international level like in the conference not many players have done that so it's quite a good achievement good like good to have an experienced player in the team two pro Llewellyn's Leah you making a hat-trick or no, I I don't think Crystal Allen's passion is there. Um, but in the in the conference, he might be a, a different set player if we have a different like team. Maybe fit in, but I don't think the midfield click. I don't think no one shines in there or nothing. I don't know. I don't think he's a good player. I, I feel as well we brought him in a big fanfare the first time we brought him in, and everyone was saying, "Oh, this is, this is a great player." A, has he produced enough over those four seasons? I mean, this season, four goals, two against Lanetley, three assists. Really, not, not, not a great return, I would argue, from a player. And also, everyone kept saying, oh, don't play him up front, he's not a striker. You play him on the wing, well, he's not really a winger. You put him in midfielder, he's not really a midfielder. What is he? <laughs> I, I, I have doubts about the well, and I've, I've got to be frank. Sometimes I think you've got to cut your losses and say, nah, it's not worked. And we did it once, and he's come back again. You so. could say that, but you could also say that we could get hundred or thousand pound I mean there was interest from Peterborough and if we get hundred or thousand pound we could buy two or three and half decent players with uh, the money that we've had from one player who's done okay but remember he's not a contract so uh, looking at contract the, and then <laughs> 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 the opposite of the Mark Jones approach <laughs> they, uh, how much uh, how much Sean I, I think the Peterborough thing's cold now yeah. Uh, I suspect as well. Uh, if it well, if it was ever, I think it was always built up a bit more than it really was. But I don't know. Well, that Mark Jones thing is strange, isn't it? Where yeah, you know, we, we could get a fee for him, especially when there's interest. Because wasn't there? It's like four clubs involved: Cardiff, mm-hmm. Barnsley, Swansea. Uh, Swansea, and we're not trying to sell him. We're letting him go on a free. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you trying to do there? You're trying to drive the club under, and especially they're saying we could have had big money for him. They didn't ask to put it back into the squad. 
like next season we need an extra funds for the youth academy you know we could have had funds from the sale of Mark Jones I mean you could argue that you wait and see couldn't you and then oh no, no. Uh, I guess I, 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 I put on the other side of the arguments I'm not saying I necessarily agree with this but you need to cut your losses and you need to cut the wage bill and you need to get players out if you offer Jones a contract he says he's not going to stay but you offer him a contract anyway that means we get a fee if someone comes in for him then if no one comes in for him we're going to have to honour that contract and we're stuck with a player we don't want in theory you know because we, we get money for him though if we sold him because we've got the youth because he came mm-hmm. through the youth so we get a fee for that too oh that's what I mean yeah, yeah. but only uh, if we offer him a contract yeah so if, but if, if I, I my gut feeling is that those clubs mentioned aren't really interested in it or might have a vague interest I think that's his agents trying to drop up business by saying look at these teams that are coming for him and it's the, it's the old suspects you know we're a Welsh team so they throw in Cardiff and Swansea you know that yeah. sort of thing um, and I suspect that his agents been pushing that a bit because when you when you drum up the idea that someone's interested in a player other clubs start sniffing around and, and come along as well and I can't help feeling with the agents doing that a little bit um, if there, there may be teams who are willing to take a chance on them on a free but aren't willing to pay the compensation so I think you could end up where if you, I, I thought yeah I'm thinking we need all the money we can get but yeah maybe the, the club think if we offer him a contract and people say well now we've got to pay for him we don't want to pay for him then we end up stuck with a player we don't want because he'll have to he'll have to stay for the contract then I don't know but does he want to stay? Mm. I'm not. Well, he, he doesn't, doesn't he? Yeah, you're right. So why, if we give him a new contract and he doesn't want to be here, mm. what's the point in giving them a new contract if he's not going to put everything into it? Because mm. I think he needs a new Walker like team now. I think Rexham's just a bit too old mm. for him. He's, he's had his time, he's mm. shone, but then he's gone downhill. And Good luck to him, though, wherever he goes. I think you're dead right. Like it's gone a bit stale from, isn't it, Rex? And we're all like concentrating on the playing staff, but there hasn't been too much about what's happening off the pitch. I mean, Brian Little, everybody's saying that oh, Brian Little, you know, hero, he'll bring us back out of it. He'll do this. He'll do that. Oh, he did it with Darlington. Has anybody stopped to realise that maybe Brian Little's passed his time? Maybe he's a has been. You know, he. He's had a lot of games to turn it round. He's had a transfer window to have a clear out and buy back in. You know, he's had a bit more money than Dennis and uh, Kevin Russell had, and he still hasn't done the business. And w- Brian Carey, Brian Carey, well, he put together a team that just couldn't play league football, and he's still there as like a assistant, assistant. I think we're yet to see what Brian Little's going to do. I think no, you can see he's making a big decision on getting rid of 14 players already like, he's like obviously planning something you know, he's got ambition Yeah, I, I think he's he's hit the nail on the head by saying that we've got a squad used to losing and I think he's completely right to turn the squad up and start again yeah. whether he's the right man to do that is a different question um, I think a lot of people are hold, reserving judgement on him I think they're saying right I, I, let me put it this way if we don't hit the ground running next season with his new team and get results quickly I think the fans will turn very quickly I think and we've got a problem with scoring goals and we have done for the past two seasons so he puts our top goal scorer on the transfer list it's like it, you know there's nobody in that team this season who scored more than 15 goals and he's selling our top goal scorer yeah. 
It's like you just if you look at all the successful teams, they've got a man up front who scores thirty goals, they've got two midfielders behind him who score twenty goals, and they've got wingers who score goals too. And this season none of them have done it. And Matty Dome, you know, we've looked a totally different team up front. We've looked attacking and dangerous to get into the box. Where's Matty Dome been for the past two, three months when it was critical? As soon as we're down, he sticks in all Matty Dome back into the team. You know, you have to question some of his decisions. I find it odd that two managers in a row have not fancied Dome. Yeah. Because I like the... I, I like the... I like the look of him, although maybe I'm a hypocrite. I've just said about Thuellen's lack of end products. The last goal Dome scored was at Sheffield Wednesday when he beat in the League Cup. That's an eternity ago, and... And he hasn't set up many this season, you know, in terms of assists. You know, he so hasn't I've, played much. Yeah, I, I, point taken. Point yeah. taken. Um, but yeah, like, Dunn looks good to me. Yeah. I, I've always liked Dunn. Since he pace. started. He's mm. good. Yeah. There's too many players in that squad. Is it 36 professional mm-hmm. players signed on? And all the decent teams play 12 or 13 players throughout the season. They keep those 12 or 13 players, then they get partnerships at the back, in midfield, up front. And Wrexham just haven't done that because before players can get comfortable with each other, they swap the team back around and freeze players out of the equation. And that, I think there's been a sense with Little as well of, um, I don't know, I get the impression it's almost, oh, I'm going to try something new now. So try something new. They work on it for a week in Collier's Park. They give it an hour. It's not working right. He changes it again during the match. Then it's that doesn't work. So get back in Collier's Park and we'll tra- try something new for another week put down the pitch and in the same cycle that's not works and I just think a settled team and a settled formation might just have get, got better results quite frankly and his comments as well after the Accrington game he said about the third goal oh we haven't done offsides in training you train five or six days a week full time on a state of the art training ground what is there to <laughs> de- practice with the defence Apart from tackling and the offside rule, I think he was saying that they don't play offsides. They don't. They don't play a game where they're pushing up and trying to catch people out. I think. Yeah, because he knows the centre backs are so slow they'll never get back to tackle, will they? <laughs> so then, why hasn't he got the control to tell mm. the players that you don't play the offside rule? Because well, that's what they were obviously trying to do on Saturday for the third goal. Maybe that's maybe that's what um, ahead of it as well, isn't it? Um, maybe that's what. Maybe that's what he gets out of games like this. That certain defenders will suddenly, in a panic, in a match do something they don't work on and that nobody's set up to do therefore you don't keep them you know what I mean but in a sort of similar position to Liverpool like they keep chopping and changing the team every week and mm. just the players don't bond together like mm. last night in the Chelsea game just after made all the changes just went downhill you know? and Liverpool have gone a bit more settled the last six weeks or so yeah. and been much better haven't they yeah, yeah. you're right you're right that's strange people can write him off though but he hasn't had I think give him next season, see what he does, chop and change the squad. If he succeeds, then keep him on. But he he just needs to prove something next season, try and get into the playoffs like Torquay. And if he does that, he'll be get straight back up, hopefully. It's a hard league to get out of. This is. I think it's going to be very hard league to get out of, isn't it, really? But he's building a team that's not like... You know, when you look at the league sides, the league sides always beat the conference sides because the conference sides are full of big bruisers and the league sides are full of, you know, skimpy little players you just swing round. That's what Wrexham's sort of gotten a few of the players through Al in Dome, you know, the tricksters. And now he's trying to build a team that's just going to try to batter in the league below us and I don't think it's going to work and he's keeping on. 
you know, some of the players you have to question. It's like there were 14 players, but a lot of those 14 players were experienced. And he's kept on the likes of Gaz Evans. I mean, Gaz Evans, he tries his heart out. And you can see that week in, week out. But he's not got it. He, he's, he's too slow. He takes one touch too many. And there's a lot of goals this season that you can see. You know, and he's let go of Anthony Williams. Surely Anthony Williams is better than Michael Jones. Michael Jones on Saturday, he was just, you know, he made a few good shots, uh, saves. He's a good shot stopper, but he's not. He's nothing else. He can't command the defence and command his box. That first goal was worse than the Hope Williams thing at Peterborough, yeah. wasn't it? It was horrible, wasn't it? And I felt a bit sorry for Pedrick because if you get a shout, well, I could hear it in the back of the stand. I heard the shout. If, if you get a shout, you leave it. Yeah. You know, I don't blame Pedrick for that. Fight. He looked foolish, but you know, he tried to make himself small so he keep him over the top. Because what else he can do? Really. We've got Jamie Reid though. He's mm. he's he's known to score in the conference. So I think next season, give him a try, see how he works with the Wrexham squad if he gets. Um, kept on. Hopefully, you score like we did this season for the conference sides. I think Reed's an interesting one. I think I'll, I, I've seen a lot of arguments on Red Passion about Jamie Reed, and a lot of people passionately think get rid of him. Um, and I've always felt sometimes you get. I, I've seen him play for the reserves, and he doesn't really do much, but he'll pop up and score a goal. And sometimes you get players like that who, you know, frankly, the way we are, you could do with someone like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although McEvely had a certain bruising quality, yeah. I suppose, didn't he? Sometimes his mood as well, wasn't it, really? And he felt up for it, he caused problems, didn't he? And morale. Yeah, yeah, well, morale is a really... These are the comparison I've always made of Reed. Yeah. The morale, as well, used to score a lot of goals for the reserves. Score a lot of goals in the Welsh Premier Cup against poor defences. And he, at first, didn't break through in the Football League. But he was someone who scored goals. And in the end, it came. Yeah. And you're kind of thinking, that, you know, the maths adds up with Reed. He scores goals, doesn't he, at lower levels. Hopefully the young players will come in next season. I know he's brought them in now. I don't think they're up to League 2 status yet. Mm. But give him a try in a conference like Fleming and Darlington. He, he's yeah, got, yeah. he looks a good prospect if they keep him on. Yeah. I don't know if Little's going to change the squad completely to his style of play. And if Darlington and Fleming are in that, good on them. Young players, see what they can do. Oh. Another thing I don't understand at the moment is he's got all the youth and that, and he was really looking at a prospect in non-league football, and he let go of Crowell. You know, uh, Crowell sat in the middle of that maybe. pitch. You could always guarantee Crowell, if the ball got through, that Crowell would just slide straight in, and just he, w- he was just fearless. He'd just kill the other player. He wouldn't tackle him, he'd kill him. And, he, and then occasionally as well, he wasn't just one of those bruisers, Occasionally he'd play a good ball And I always remember his, uh, was it his debut goal Straight into the top corner mm-hmm. from about 30 yards out He had the ability to tackle And be a fairly decent footballer And everybody wrote him off But I don't think they gave him a fair chance it's Certainly You know, the side they've been playing lately He wouldn't be any worse, would he, than, no. than what we've got Funny you should mention uh, Crowell, Alice Because the, uh, earlier this week I spoke to Pete Wilson From the North of Victoria uh, Fans Trust uh, to find out how Crowell's been doing next Of course he's signed for them And also uh, how they escaped relegation from the conference An example we didn't follow And well, just what sort of welcome we can expect From the established conference sites Firstly, congratulations on staying up You did, you did ever so well at the end of the season Yeah, they, they did, yeah it was, uh, I mean, to be honest um, Didn't really think it was going to happen uh, Few people did I think... Uh, I think the only person that really believed it was Dino, the manager, Dino Mamria. 
I mean, he sounds like quite a character. And, and, and what Rex, we were in a similar situation to you and we didn't turn it around, but obviously he's got that X factor. He sounds like quite a, quite a sort of idiosyncratic character, full of self-belief, isn't he? He is, and I think it, it, he's actually... Um, some people would, would call it arrogant, um, uh, you know, uh, possibly in the nicest possible way it is. But, I mean, he, he's a tr- tremendous belief in himself and in his ability. Uh, he had that as a player, um, and he's taken that into, in, into management. And he's, he, he, what he has done, he's, he's been able to sort of uh, transfer that into the players, and they've, they've shown the same kind of belief, you know. And one of those players is, is Matty Crowell, of course, who's come from Wrexham. And what sort of impression has he made? Well, um, he was, he's a little bit slow into his um, stride, um, and I re- I suspect that maybe, um, having left Wrexham, it was uh, uh, he was maybe not uh, in the highest of spirits when he you know, to drop out of the league himself. Um, and he, he took a few games, but towards the end, he was playing a very, very important role, uh, more of an anchor role. He came, he, he, he came with a more sort of free uh, midfield role, but he, he took over the anchor role in midfield and actually did it really well. Well, that, that's more what he did with us, really, sort of holding in midfield, actually. Yeah, I think yeah. That, I'd imagine that suit him better. He's a, he's a decent penalty taker as well, if you, if you ever need one. Yeah. So. Oh, right. He's, um, he, he wins a lot of good ball, and he does actually use it very well. Um, he, as I say, at first, he, he, was, he, was, he was not so confident. He seemed to lack confidence, in truth. Mm. And he was coming into a team, of course, that lacked a great deal of confidence. But he did get a goal on his debut as well, which is, uh, you know, uh, must have helped some. Um, but as I say, he settled, he settled down very, very well, and he was uh, he, he became an established member of the team. And he might get a chance to play against us now, of course, next year. So yeah, I believe that um, that the players are all gone to Spain, um, and I believe that uh, the managers having them in one by one next week um, uh, to discuss who he's keeping and under what terms he's offering to, the, to those that he's keeping. So um, I guess you, you, a decision will be made with him or announced in the next two weeks. And thinking of us coming down, I mean, good news for you, I guess, because it's, it's, a, it's a nice-sized club, fairly close as well. That must be an attractive fixture for you next season. It certainly is, and, uh, and particularly if it's, if it's the kind of sort of uh, attendances and, and quality and... Uh, uh, that, that a lot of the most of the ex league clubs have shown, and that's quite exciting. And of course, your old foes Chester um, spent some time with us, and uh, that was that was a became quite a uh, quite a good derby game for us at the time. So uh, yes, we're looking forward to the to this one. Well, we certainly bring a lot of away fans, but um, as long as it's not Thursday night for Satanta, have you found you know, the games are getting thrown around a lot? And oh, the Satan the Satanta Shield has been. Um, uh, more of an hindrance than a help, um, uh, you might argue. But then again, it was it was when we were struggling. Those were the games that we were winning, and I think we it was it helped to improve confidence. So it's like a double-edged sword. The, the tendencies were were poor. You've always got the upper, the chance that you might pick up the odd injury, but but actually. Um, because we we, we uh, won a number of games in that in that particular tournament, it's actually helped the uh, uh, you know the squad to get some more confidence. 
we're having to familiarise ourselves with, with competitions like that now. But I mean, I was just wondering one final thing to ask you. Um, do you find, you know, when the league teams come down, one thing that's pleased me about Wrexham is I think they've been pretty humble about this and realised <laughs> we got what we deserved. Do you ever find the teams come down with a sort of arrogant swagger about them? Uh, I'd imagine that would be a, a recipe for problems for them, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, I think I think probably the, um, in the main nowadays, particularly now, the early days, yes, that would have been the case, I think, uh, both from uh, 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 management and their following supporters. That has that um, that has changed quite a lot um, in, in more recent years, um, and certainly um, I think you know the struggles that, for, for instance, again Chester had getting out has, has brought um, a, a respect um, you know uh, from opposition from clubs that have come down from league football for the conference, and I think also that um, of course um, it is a very friendly league, and once. Uh, and, and once that uh, clubs get used to that, um, they quite, uh, they, you know, I think they quite enjoy the time that they spend with us. I mean, what you can be assured of, you will get, you'll get a very warm welcome at Northwich. Uh, it is a, it, it is a small club in terms nowadays of, of uh, uh, the uh, conference, but, but we, we remain a very small but friendly club, and there are several likers within the league that. Um, that have always had, always been, well, been non-league clubs for most of the history. So, so that you know, for us, there's that sort of still non-league friendly uh, mentality. So there's a uh, Peter Wilson, and it sounds like a warm welcome at Northwich, at least. Uh, I don't know. Last game in the Football League coming up on Saturday at Lincoln. I've stopped doing previews of the matches since we got relegated because who cares about the match in a sense in itself. I've got to be honest, last Saturday I felt a lot of sympathy for the fans because I'm a freeloader doing the commentaries. I didn't have to pay and I was sitting there thinking, God, I wouldn't have fancied paying full whack to watch that inexperienced team put out and get well beaten by what frankly to me looked like a poor side because Accrington looks pretty rubbish but they were much better than us and I felt sorry for the people who paid to watch that and then I remembered that I have to go to Lincoln on Saturday so I'm going to have to travel across country to, to watch it that will happen again but to be fair you know Alice and Leah you're making the pilgrimage as well you, I, I'm, is this a stupid question are you looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it <laughs> because I, I think to myself yeah, they've been relegated, but if you call yourself a Wrexham fan, then you've got to be a Wrexham fan and you've got to follow them, you know, till the bitter end. And it's not, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, something that Wrexham should look at is, you know, get the tickets and then say we got to the playoff final or something next year, or you could show that Lincoln ticket and get into the, and they give you a free ticket to the playoff final or something. You know, just something like that That's just nice to idea. sweeten it for the fans. Yeah. Because I think it's just going to be a party on Saturday, yeah, just yeah. party atmosphere. I know like many people are going fancy dress. I don't know if they're taking it as like a mick. Like, and I know I heard some eleven people might be going as Wrexham players and call <laughs> themselves jokes. Um, I don't think that's really fair on some of the Wrexham players. Like Neil Roberts, he's put everything into this season. But I think just go down on a high, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's hope so. Trying to finish the season upbeat, and then who knows next season. Maybe we'll start winning matches. I think the, o- the only thing that could turn me away from Wrexham is if Hope ever turns up in a Wrexham <laughs> shirt again. Because Hope, he just... 
after after that little Shrewsbury incident, I don't know whether that's true or not. He just doesn't deserve to call himself a Wrexham player. <laughs> we merely got through a podcast without Alice having a fit about Richard Hope. It's my safety valve because I always want to. And he gets there first. <laughs> Excellent. Well, in that case. On that, on that upbeat note, <laughs> that we never, the one thing that could turn you away from being a Wrexham fan, that's one thing to talk about next time. What thing could turn you completely <laughs> against Wrexham? But we'll leave that for another time. Well, uh, Lee and Alice and, and Anthony, thanks very much again. And well, fingers crossed for Saturday, at least, let's hope at least they, they give us something to cheer about. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. Final Whistle is brought to you by Wrexham Supports Association's Football Commentary. That was a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more information, visit www.wrexhamfan.co.uk.